Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hi, thanks for joining me. It's Chris Kiefer. And this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech, everybody. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. Man, it is so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Go order from them. Leave it in the notes section that you listen to the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer-tested podcast. And that helps us keep this sucker moving along the tracks. I do not have a discount code. They do not give out discount codes because they feel it would be unfair to their dealers out there. So I respect that. But it does help me if you guys put in the notes section that you listen. And they already got low prices anyway. So um, discount code probably wouldn't matter as much. So thank you. I appreciate you guys joining me. And don't forget about the presenting sponsors of this show, Racetech and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Go check out all the new gear. 2019.5 Kinetic Mesh is out. Starting to get warm out here. It's 70 degrees in California today. Almost time for some mesh. Some mesh. Mesh. Thought I heard somebody call my name now. Mesh. Mesh. All right. That's enough of that. Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Formula helmet, kinetic mesh gear, anything you want, BMX, casual snowmobile, if it's still snowy where you are, go check out everything they have over at flyracing.com, and you can get it over at Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Racetech, racetech.com, Honda, 250R, project almost wrapped up, and I can't wait to ride it. It's going to be a smoking machine. Racetech engine and suspension is on this bike. They're doing it all. They did the whole dang bike. Can't wait to ride it, give you guys some feedback. Hopefully it'll be good. Of course it'll be good. What am I saying? Come on, you guys know this. Head over to Racetech.com. They have everything that you could possibly imagine for your bike. Yes, even you vintage guys out there. I just talked to a guy out at the track the other day with an old vintage bike. He went to Racetech. He is very pleased of what they did to his bike. His old ass suspension that was on that thing. And man, let me tell you, he had a he had old setup from head to toe. Not only did he have a vintage bike in the back of the truck, but his truck was like a 1952 Chevy. It was awesome. This whole thing was awesome. I loved every minute of it. So head over to racetech.com, tell him Kiefer sent you, or give me an email, Chris at KieferInktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with someone over there to get you the best deal. So this week episode is all about that 2019 KTM 85 SX. Not a lot of mini bike stuff out there for you guys to look at. I know some of you confused parents email me and say, Kiefer, I don't know where to go. There's nothing out there for me to get reviews, get setup specs, anything. So I get it. I understand. 
I'm just chipping away at some stuff. My son has been riding the crap out of this bike, and this is basically a living with the 2019 KTM 85SX. If there's something I could nitpick about having a kid and riding dirt bikes is they just trash stuff, right? Us parents out there have to keep on our child. At least for me, I'm giving you my experience. I was raised... When we got home from a track or from race day or from whatever, no matter what time we got home, I had to wash my bike. That was the rule. I couldn't go home and eat a Twinkie and sit on the couch. I couldn't go take a nap or bed. As soon as we got home, we would tell my mom how we did, give her the lowdown, go back outside, unload, start washing. At the very least, wash the bike. You know, of course, WD-40 the chain, put it put it away, get it all ready for the next ride. And that is the rule in the Kiefer household when I was growing up. Now, fast forward to now, Aiden Kiefer, my son, just turned 13 years old. It, ah, it's tough. It's a tough thing being a parent, man. I, I get it. Man, it's tough. My love my kid to death. He's, a, he's an awesome-hearted kid. I love him, but I got to ride his ass like Zorro, man, like every day. Aiden. We got to unload. Okay. It's just tough. I think this day and age, and I've, I'm sure I, I heard this from my dad, you know, when I was a kid, this day and age, man, kids are just different. Not a lot of fire under them. Um, I guess that has something to do with parenting, but, man, I, I ride my kid's ass all the time, and uh, it seems to be like uh, that's the one thing that's tough is to get him motivated to wash and clean and do the proper maintenance on his KTM because that is what he's been riding the most out of all the bikes. We have a Yamaha here. We have a Suzuki, Kawasaki, and KTM. We have these bikes left over from the 85 shootout. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. It's very good, informative, fun, family-friendly, like this podcast should be. I probably shouldn't cuss in this podcast. I will watch my mouth in this podcast. But I wanted to get you guys all the positives and negatives and some settings and things that have happened to us living with this KTM 85SX that has just tipped over the 42-hour mark. Woo! Aiden has been ripping around this thing with his buddies, doing motos with dad. I would say ripping around with his buddies more than motos with with dad so far. So unless mom, a.k.a. Jeannie Carmichael, cracks the whip, which she does on dad, but not so much on Aiden... But he does do motos with me, but he does have a lot of fun with his friend Liam, um, Dave Dice Kid, Lawson. There's a lot of kids up here that he rides with that race a lot. And uh, he goes out and has fun, mostly on Saturdays with Dad at sunrise, occasionally from the shop at our house in Asperia, California, where we go riding. We have a bunch of tracks, so it's about that time where he's going to start pounding some dry, square-edge, desert tracks to really show how tough he is and how tough this bike is. But I have some set, some settings here, some specs, some things that we have gone through that I want to share with you guys. And just in case you guys wanting to get one of these bikes, or if you do have one of these bikes, kind of give you guys a baseline setting, some tips and tricks to figure out what you guys need to do. So right away, i just give you a, a brief synopsis of Aiden. Aiden is 95 pounds. He's 5'2". He's probably, I would say, a B-level 85 kid. He is really good at corners. He has very good technique, but he's not the most gnarliest jumping you know, kid that I've seen out there. I don't think 
he is what they say, the kids say, he doesn't send it as much as these other kids. I know he watches Instagram and sees these kids scrubbing and do these things, and he does it a little bit, but me being the guy that has seen a lot of things happen in my lifetime, I tell him to chill out on the jumps. If there's something questionable, I just say, hey, don't do it. So yeah, he does all the basic stuff, but he doesn't send it over some doubles. I'd rather keep my kids safe than have them wind up in the hospital. So we keep it safe here over at the Kiefer household. We practice corners and techniques. So that's what he's pretty good at. If the track doesn't have a lot of big jumps, he rips. He hauls butt. I know my buddy Travis Preston was watching him ride on a desert track. He's like, man, he's ripping. But as soon as you um, put some big jumps in, he backs it down some, which is fine with me. So he's recently did this 85 shootout, and he rode all the bikes. And you guys, like I said, you guys can go back and listen to that. But he chose the Husky and the KTM as his number one. He actually chose the Husky that he liked the best, but I honestly don't think he really could tell the difference between the two because, in all honesty, there isn't that zero. I would say I wouldn't say that. There's zero difference in the 85s, unlike the bigger bikes where the 450s and 250s share some differences between the colors. So I just think he liked the white better, and that's what he chose, but he's been ripping this orange bike, and I just saw him elevate a level since the 85 shootout. This bike, it, to me, this 85 KTM is a race-oriented bike. It likes to be ridden fast. It it rewards kids that push it. And the thing, I rode it a little bit, and man, that thing hauls butt. When I was on 80s, which was 80s back then, not 85s, they were nowhere near this fast. I think my 125 was as fast as this bike is right now. So... Aiden just now started growing. He's been growing like a weed. And he's now just reached a 5'2 five two, five two mark. He's almost as tall as mom. Mom's 5'4. And he's starting to gain a little bit of weight. He's more long than wide. So he has, he's like his dad, where he has a long limbs and uh, small sockets, joints. And he's just built, well, like I, you know, like I say, he's all DNR. And if you guys know what that means, go back in his podcast and you can figure that out. But I'm trying to keep it PG rated up here. Today, at least. Um, so right away, um, what you'll listen to in this podcast at the very end, you'll listen to a little quick interview with Aiden and I talking about the bike and what his favorite points are about this bike. So if you have a child and you want him to relate to someone his age, stay tuned for that interview, and you'll hear Aiden and I kind of go back and forth on his his thoughts about the bike. But right away, we got the bike. It was brand new. It comes with Max's Tires. I thought uh, the knobs were a little bit shallow for Aiden. I see him wash out, washing out a lot in the front end. So we stuck some Dunlop MX-33s on there for him. And man, that did the world a difference for traction. I've ridden some Max's stuff on big bikes, and it's fairly good. But I feel like these tires on this 85 that comes stock is just dated. They need some work. And Aiden... Can't really tell the difference. He just thinks he's messing up in corners, but I can kind of tell where he's trying to push, and that tire, front tire at least doesn't allow him to push the envelope. It's just super shallow knobs. It, it almost reminds me of a mountain bike tire. That's how low profile the knobs are. So going to a more aggressive tread like an MX-33 Dunlop will help your kid. You'll get some more traction. Run those suckers anywhere between 12.5 to 13.5 is the optimal tire pressure for that. But that is one of the things that we just did right away. 
because the first couple days after the shootout, I noticed he needed some tires, and that um, was the way we went with those Dunlops. Uh, another thing to watch out for on this bike, kind of similar to the bigger bikes, is engine mounts. So there is an engine mount going to the cylinder head on this. Those nuts will back out. We lost two of those suckers. I didn't check them for a couple weeks. I think Aiden and I rode three days a week for two weeks, and it vibrated right out. So I have seen these, these mounts also break. They will vibrate and crack. So make sure you stick your head up in there. If you're looking at the plug, it comes down by the plug up to the frame. Keep an eye on those. Keep them to torque spec from the manual. Keep that the same and just keep an eye. And if you have to put blue Loctite on those things, that is the best way to do it. But they still will back out. Don't just expect the blue Loctite to do all the work for you. These kids, like I said, they just ride. They don't do the maintenance, right? They just, they'll ride us under the table all day long. And that will cause the vibration and backing out of the nuts, which will lead to vibration in the mount, which will lead to cracking. So ours didn't crack, but backed out. We had to replace the bolts, put those in there, blue Loctite, we checked them, and they stayed in. So that's just something to look at. Also gearing. Aiden and I thought he was trying to shift into third gear, and he needed a little bit more power. I thought he was shifting too early and bogging the bike. But the bike just needed a bit, little bit of a different gearing. So we went to a 1347 gearing. Stock is 1346, and that helped his second to third gear transitions. And when Aiden got tired and did these motos with Dad, that kind of helped him to stay in third gear and to kind of clutch it and get out of the corner and have that recovery time that's oh so important to getting those lap times down. Very important. 1346 is stock, 1347 I would recommend for any kid that's slightly aggressive, novice, or above. Another thing we changed right away is bars. Unlike the bigger bikes on the orange on the orange machine, how that neck and bar is horrible, no one complains about it on the 85 because I don't think they know any better, right? So as a parent listening to these podcasts, just know that that bar is pretty stiff. Pro Taper makes excellent bars. You can go to an adult-size Evo bar and cut them down. Um, that's what we ended up doing. We ended up sticking a, a Husqvarna low bend on Aiden's bike and cut those suckers down to 701 millimeters. Okay, and he likes that um, length of bar. Um, stock on those things are 811, so you have to cut almost 100 millimeters off of those suckers. Actually, a little bit more than 100 millimeters. Or you can just go to a micro bar. Now, a micro bar, they come with a crossbar, so I don't know if your kid prefers a crossbar or not, but going to a crossbar, the micro bar, it's awesome. We chose the Schoolboy Pro for a little while. We tried that. He did like that, but he was wanting to try a crossbarless bar, so we ended up with a standard Evo bar, but if you have a kid that's anywhere between 5'2 and below, Schoolboy Pro taper bars are awesome. Probably one of the best things out there for kids is how Pro Taper really caters to your child. Um, Zach Osborne has custom handlebars on his factory Husqvarna that is basically a micro bar at the end of his fusion bars. Pretty bitchin'. So he has that small diameter end because he has small hands, and that is basically a micro bar on his fusion bar. They're custom made for him, pretty bitchin'. 
But you can buy these at ProTaper.com for your kid. These micro bars, so the, the specs for this schoolboy pro bar is 699 millimeters of length, 79 millimeters of height, 72 rise, and a 46 sweep. That is a good neutral bend for a kid 5'2", five, 5'3", five, and below. I'd say 4'10", four to 5'2". Four to That's a great bend. And it's easier for them to wrap their little hands around the grips because the whole kit comes with grips, throttle tube, the handlebars, and it's just custom made for little kids. It's awesome. It's one of the best things ever. So get rid of that stiff bar for your child and hook them up with some great Pro Taper products. We also use Pro Taper sprockets and chains. They make special micro chains, 420 chains, um, rear sprocket, front sprocket. They have a whole custom line for kids. So you can check them out over at protaper.com. Jetting. Let's move on to the jetting. So when I got the bike, we had the shootout. It was, it, I felt like it was pretty good. It wasn't fat. It didn't blubber off the bottom and it ran very well. It just, I felt like it just wasn't clean enough as the, as the kids start accelerating out of a corner. That second, third gear transition, I just felt there was a little bit of a rich or a dirty, you know, sound that I heard when I was listening to Aiden Ride. So giving you guys these jetting specs right now, the clip position should be the second from the top. Stock position is third from the top. So just know that. We went to the second, and that helped clean that transition from second to third gear and let it just rev a little bit cleaner. Just FYI, I'm running 40 to 1 on his premix. We are running Formula K2 Maxima, and that was always a good, clean, burning oil, and we're just running pump gas. I've tried T2. I didn't notice anything. It was expensive. So I just ran pump gas for Aiden with Formula K2 at 40 to 1. I don't mind running a little bit more oil in Aiden's premix just for the simple fact of life. Like I said, we have 42 hours on this bike. No top end change. We haven't touched the top end. Nothing. We've just been running it and changing the air filter and changing the trans oil, and that's it. And going to trans oil, we use an 80-weight transmission lube. So... Maxima has an 80 weight MTL fluid, no problem. Just use one of those. Or, and like I said, there's all kinds of other brands out there, transmission oil. We've gone through Maxima. We've gone through blood lubricants. Um, I, I don't see any benefit or negative by using either one of those oil. I didn't see anything. He hasn't told me about Nachi shifting. So, just get a good, reputable brand of oil. Of course, Blood is always a good brand, but also Maxima, I've used that, and that's a great brand as well. So just know that just use a good brand of oil. Don't use just some standard transmission oil at your local Napa store or something like that, okay? Don't do that. I've seen guys do that and have bad luck with your transmissions. Okay, the jet needle. We went to an NRKC needle. That is basically stock, okay? But we tried... When we went to our sand tracks and we have these rain coming here in Southern California and Aiden's on the gas all the time and we're riding a lot of sand tracks, we switched to the NRJC needle and that helped the bike just run a little bit better mid-range mid to top. And to me, I, it created a little bit of a richer feeling which gave this bike a little bit more life. So if your kid is on the gas all the time and he's riding sandy tracks, 
try going to an NRJC needle. That's an optional needle from KTM. Chances are you probably would have got that needle when you bought the bike. So check your little um, owner's manual area where you keep that stuff, and chances are you will have that needle in there, okay? Now, moving on to the Pilot Jet, we just kept the 48 Pilot Jet in. I didn't really change that at all, even when we went to sand tracks. Um, the air screw, two turns, always left that at two turns. And that was a great jetting spec, all-around baseline spec for us um, out here on the West Coast. Like I said, if you're riding sandy conditions, just change that needle, and that should help um, create a little bit more life and give you less of a lean sensation. So just know that. If not, if you're just riding moto tracks, standard moto tracks, no worries, NRKC. That's all you got to worry about. I've had some other main jets in there. I try to go into a 140, but he got a little bit of popping when he's wide open, so I went back to a 142. Went up to a 145 before, and he just said it felt kind of doggy. That's what his word was, doggy, which means to me is a little flat feeling. So just going back to a 142 main helped. So that was our jetting spec for sand and just riding here local tracks in California. Elevation for us here where I'm at is 3,000 feet. Okay, so it works good at this elevation and then when we go ride down the hill which we call down the hill which is you know san bernardino area that's from zero feet to about 1500 feet so zero to three thousand feet range is this baseline jetting spec and yes that needle that we run on the sand tracks that bike ran crisp and clean and it revved out really well so no problems with that spec for that elevation um so we're going to talk a little bit about the brakes. Those are not those are not Brembo brakes on this bike. They're called Formula brakes. I wasn't too familiar with Formula, but those things are really good. I rode Aiden's bike, like I said, just for a few laps, and I liked the way, and I'm sure he will tell you this in this interview that we talk about, but I liked the way how how linear the power is on the front brake. It wasn't grabby. But to me, it had a lot of power. I was really impressed. I was doing stoppies coming in these corners really hard. And it, you don't know how, how much brakes matter to a motorcycle. And I'm going to reference this to a big bike. I have stuck Brembos. Okay, I'm going to use that for a reference. I have stuck Brembos on a Yamaha and had better lap times over a second than I did with my Nissan brake just because of how powerful the Brembo is and how linear the pull is. It's not a grabby front brake at all. The 2019 Honda front brake, the 450 front brake, is powerful, but it's super grabby. So it's hard to modulate and drag that front brake if I'm trying to creep into a rut. These are what this formula brake feels like to me up front. So you can drag it. The kids have a lot of power, but it's not as grabby, so it's not going to just throw them down on the ground. So... I thought that was impressive coming from KTM, trying these brakes, and they work really well. The overall engine has been great, guys. Like I said, there's been no problems with this engine. 40 to 1, pump fuel, Aiden's riding the crap out of it, 42 hours, zero issues. We haven't even changed a plug. The YZ85, we went through three plugs in a matter of 25 hours. Sometimes when your kid warms up a bike, he just gets a little throttle happening, and it was foul. Aiden does that with the KTM, no problems. 
He revs it, cleans it out, goes, haven't had an issue with the plug. So stock plug has been in there for 42 hours. Engine is great. Transmission's been, oil has been changed only four times. Transmission still works fairly good. Like I said, I rode it, not notchy, very positive feeling. The bike does vibrate a little bit more than the Japanese 85s, similar to anything out there, just like the big bikes. Um, and overall experience for Aiden that I've seen him, he's advanced, and I think my wife has seen this as well. He has advanced in the past, I don't know, three months that he's been riding this bike, um, at least two notches for me. Like He charges corners better. His confidence is higher. I feel like as he grows, this bike fits him pretty good. He's already kind of too tall for the Kawasaki. He's too tall for the 80. He looks big on the Suzuki. I mean, if you look at Suzuki, it's so dated. It looks like Buddy Antonez just walked in your garage, and he's sitting on the bike right there. That's how long it's been since that thing has changed. It hasn't changed that much. So I like that these manufacturers are elevating their 85s, getting them better, because these kids nowadays are riding harder, jumping stuff. I almost said the other word. Jumping stuff that... I wasn't even thinking about jumping when I was 12, 13 years old. It's insane. When I was 14, I was a 125 novice. I think I went to a 125 when I was 14. And I wouldn't even jump half the stuff. My kid jumps, and my kid's not even a jumper. So these bikes are getting better. Suspension is getting better. Overall, engines are getting faster. So yes, could you say there's a little some more danger? But also, it's getting safer because the equipment is getting better as well. So these kids are able to do other things you know, more things than we, what we did, you know, 20 years ago, you know, 25 years ago. It's crazy. How about the air fork, Kiefer? How's the air fork? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. My kid tell you, and he'll, he'll tell you in this podcast, but, uh, I'm not a huge fan of air forks. You guys know this out of all the air forks out there, the AER 48 on the big bikes are good. This AER 43 fork, Aiden seems to like it. He rode all the bikes. He has no complaints. The stock air pressure is at five bars. We have gone to 5.1 and 5.2 bars for his weight. He steers with the front end like his dad. And we've also cranked in the compression too when we went to 5.1 bar. We went two in on the compression. If we go to 5.2 bar on some tracks like Paula, we back that compression out too to stock. We also go two slower on the rebound adjustment. And just be aware, guys, okay? Unlike the big bikes, where the compression is on the top of the fork leg, it's the opposite with this 85. That red knob on top of your kid's 85, that's a rebound adjustment. So if you're cranking on that sucker, that's a rebound. Compression is a flat blade on the bottom of the right fork. There's only one of those. So just know that. Rebound on top, compression on the bottom. So overall, Aiden's getting, like I said, faster. He's getting bigger. So we're stiffening up that front end. That's the beauty of air forks at times. It does work, okay? Your child grows. Here we are, air fork. We don't have to go send it into the shop and have it resprung. Just add a little air, let them grow up, knowing that we can adjust it for them as they get a little bit bigger. Shock sag, important 90 to 95 millimeter shock sag. Make sure that is correct. We are working with a non-link system here. Remember that? Remember those days? God, good times. Man, I, I stand by my statement on Pulp MX. 
One of the best shocks through the whoops in my career in Supercross was a PDS. I had Ryan Raglan, which is the owner of Stasic, you know, electric bikes, those little kid bikes. He was my guy at KTM, and he made my PDS stuff work badass. It was really good. So I watch Aiden. This thing soaks up enough chop out of corners, just stock. We haven't messed with any valving for him. It seems like it's a balanced motorcycle. We did go a little bit stiffer on the compression on the shock, but nothing on the rebound. We didn't really screw with the rebound. He felt like it was good. That whole action of that shock to me is a slower type of feeling. Even when I rode it and I'm 170 pounds, it didn't, wasn't a pogo stick. It was pretty slow, had a lot of dampening feeling. So I can only imagine what it was like for him being 95 pounds. Overall, very good balanced motorcycle. Every time I watch him ride, like I said, not a lot of pitching, not a lot of front-end dive. The bike seems very balanced, and he, he rides it really well. That's his favorite motorcycle to ride. I always try to get him to ride other bikes at, at times, and he wants to ride this. So what happens is I give the other bikes to my other kids that test for me, and they ride those. So Aiden is riding the KTM, KTM 85 and loving it. So if you guys have any questions about this bike that I haven't covered or listening to Aiden talk, you guys think you guys need some more information on this KTM 85, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'm more than happy to let you in on anything that we have done to this bike. But again, reliability is not an issue. I get a lot of emails about parents complaining, oh, KTM 85s, how is it, Kiefer? Is it reliable? Trust me, when I say that Aiden rides the crap out of this thing, we change the air filter, transmission oil, and we ride it. That's it. That's it. We put a new sprockets and chains on it. We were going to go with a pipe and silencer. We decided, no, let's just keep it stock. Because, you know, a lot of you guys out there, 85s are expensive, man. They're not, like, cheap like they used to be. Holy crap. I looked at the price in those things. Totally expensive. I can't believe how much they are nowadays. So I don't feel like going buying a pipe and silencer for my kid. He's not racing all the time. He races some races. So until he can outride that bike, he's not going to get a pipe and silencer. You know, he doesn't need all that stuff. I'm not going to give him everything that he needs just because dad can go get it for free. I always try to teach my kid, man, this isn't real life. What dad does isn't real life. Real life is the guy who's getting up at four in the morning and going grinding at work and having to go buy his daughter or son a new bike and then figuring it all out on their own and then trying to go to the races on the weekend. Don't be spoiled brat just because dad gets all this free stuff. So, yeah, he doesn't need a pipe and silencer right now. So we will be doing a review for you guys that want that in a separate article over at keyforinktesting.com. But as of right now, we're just trying to do a longevity, durability test in this thing to give you guys some tips and tricks and some problems that we see when they arise. So as of right now, this is all that we've seen. So, uh, again... Very good bike. Stay tuned for another one of these things with the Kawasaki KX85. I let my pal Joe Aloff's kid, Liam, he's been riding it. He's similar to Aiden. They ride together a lot. And there is some stuff that has a rose with that bike. So um, stay tuned for that. We try to cover everything from big bikes to small bikes. We are getting some two-stroke big bike stuff here this spring, so stay tuned for that. But we just try to keep a broad spectrum of motorcycle testing to you guys because I know how important it is to keep to keep your kids on dirt bikes. Trust me, keeps them out of trouble, um, gives them something to strive for. It kept me out of trouble. 
and it made me have a goal in life and created this lifestyle that I have right now. So it's very important to teach our kids the right way, have them have a goal, and let them in on something if they don't have something at school as far as sports. So dirt bikes were that thing for me. So make sure you stay tuned after these commercials and listen to the interview with my son and I. You'll get a lot of information. Bring your kids in for this. It's a fun one, so listen in. Thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, Award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you, 
and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and ScreenPrintingDone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the KieferInkTesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex Piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons, in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com The one thing that bums me out about Racing Moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. 
Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos. Usually, you're done by 3 o'clock. You're in and out. You get to race, go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun, family-filled environment there. They have races all over. It's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington. They go to Hangtown. They go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool. And, of course, they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada, and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com, and you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. So a little-known fact I started racing desert when I was 9 years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto till after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode heron hounds. Out here in the West Coast, there was a club called District 37, and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink, and my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you go to nationalheronhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family, fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalheronhound.com. Check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. If you have any questions about this series, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again, maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalheronhound.com. Go check them out. So here we are with my son, Aiden Kiefer. Hello, guys. How are you guys doing today? So Aiden just got back home from school. You weren't around for the main part of this podcast, were you? No, I was not. I was at school learning, getting my education in. How's that going? Pretty good. I got A's and B's, I think one C. And you were in trouble a little bit because you had a D. So what happens then when you got a D? I get all my stuff taken away. And? And no dirt bikes. Ooh, remember those days, people? Remember those days where you couldn't ride your dirt bike because you had a D? Or I remember the days when you couldn't even look online at the grades. That's what I do for Aiden's grades right now. I can look and see how he's doing. But I used to try, I think I told you this, Aiden. So we used to get the report card to take home at the end of the quarter or the semester, right? Yeah. And I would try to, if it was like an F, I would try to... Oh, go down an with and make it an A, and then my dad would find out, and then Ooh. I get my butt whooped. And you can, you know, what grandpa would do, right? Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> so, Dude, why, why would you try making an A out of it? Like that's such an old, like that's an old trick in the book. Well, when you're young, just like you do to me, sometimes you you say stuff to me that I know that is a lie, and I catch you in it, and you think that I'm not going to know. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Well, then it's the same thing. So just know that your dad and mom know more than you, and we've probably done what you've done many times. So, Right? Yeah, true. All right. 
All right, we're not going to talk about school right now, even though I know you love to talk about it. Ugh. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about the 2019 KTM 85SX. In that we did this 85 shootout not too long ago, okay? Mm. And you actually, I went back and listened to it, and you picked the Husqvarna as your favorite. Yeah, I did, because I like the big wheel on it. Okay, it's but nice. I feel like you only like it because it was a white one or something that you've seen. Like, so-and-so was ripping on a Husky, so you like it more than the KTM. Because it's the same bike. Yeah, I know. Just different plastics. and Right. So, you've been riding this KTM 85 for a long time. I was telling the people on this podcast how well it's held up. There's a few things that's missing. Bolts coming out of the engine mounts, right? But we've basically done nothing to this besides handlebars, grips, sprockets, chains, tires. And it's been really good. Mm-hmm. And I also told the people how... How you are when it comes to trying to wash and unload things. Do, do, can you guess them? Can you guess what I told them about you? About with that? Uh, Put the mic to your, to your face, son. I half-assed it. Okay, well, I guess that's a good way. Of, this is a family podcast, but yeah, I, I guess you can use the word half-assed. But you hate unloading. You hate washing your bike. I have to tell you all the time. All How right. come? It's like, like if it's a cold day, like I don't want to go outside oh and like wash my bike and get wet. Oh my gosh! Because so. then, because I'm cold, and then I just like change the different clothes, and then now my clothes are wet. So that's a bad time. You can't just change it. No. Okay. So anyway, basically, you've had a lot of fun on this bike. I've been telling guys on this podcast how well you've been riding it. Okay. Can you tell me why? You chose this bike to ride long term because we have over 42 hours on it. You haven't, you don't even know that, but I checked 42 hours on this bike. So, what makes you like this bike the most out of all the bikes? Tell the because listen to this, son. There's other kids going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to want to know why Aiden Kiefer likes the KTM. So, tell them right now if they were sitting here with us in the studio, why do you like it? Why do you like this bike? I like it because, like, suspension's different from all the other bikes. It's stiffer. Like, you don't really have to do anything to the suspension. Motor. So, just let's stop before we go move on to the motor. Okay. Suspension. You said it feels stiffer than the other bikes, and you rode all yeah. the other bikes. So, let's compare this KTM fork and shock to, let's say, the new Yamaha, which you did ride for a little bit, and you liked at one time. Yeah. What makes this air fork and linkless shock better? It's it's stiffer, like, when you seat bump something, I realize the difference that, like, on the Yamaha, it's a little bit softer, but on the KTM, it's a little bit stiffer and doesn't give you as, um, like as a, of a kicker on it. Like a buck. Yeah. So, it's good that you said that, because in the podcast, before you got home, I said, the bike's pretty balanced. Like, it doesn't move, when you let off the throttle, it doesn't pitch forward, or when you let on the gas, or you go to seat bounce, it doesn't ride low in the stroke in the, on the shock. Yeah. It always stays pretty flat, pretty neutral, right? Yeah. Um, we've gone up on the air pressure for you, on the fork, and you said you like that because it holds up a little bit better when you charge into the faces. It does hold up a lot better. What do you like about the engine on this bike the most? Oh, it's like... It's really fast, and, like, they did it really well at KTM. And, like, it's not, like, like it's crisper than all the other bikes. And then, man. What do you mean crisper? Like, like, like it just, like. Jetting? Like, yeah, jetting-wise. So you mean cleaner, burning. Yeah. Um, 
How's bottom end feeling? You know what bottom end means, right? No, I do not. So bottom end is low end, like you're coming out of a corner and that snap out of a corner. How is this bike compared to other bikes? This bike, uh, compared to like the Yamaha for sake, it picks up more. Like the speed, like on the Yamaha, it'll take time, mm-hmm. but on the KTM, just like there's like a light switch a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like. So do you like that feeling? I do like that feeling because like let's say you're in a race and dudes right behind you, you don't want to like take your time coming out of the corner. You want to get out of it fast, right. so that way you can't get past. Right. So do you think you have enough? Let's say, for instance, Sunrise has that right-hand corner. Right out of the right-hand corner has those doubles, and the double-double before the tabletop. Oh, yeah. So on the Yamaha, you struggle to do that a little bit. On the KTM, it looks like you can do those jumps a little bit easier. I hit it, like, I hit those jumps, like, mid-throttle. There's, like, this power is so easy. Right. And going back to the Yamaha Kawasaki, we let Liam ride the Kawasaki. You're growing. You're 5'2", 95 pounds, right? Yes. Um, KTM still fits you pretty good. We stuck you on the other bikes, and you seem to be a little bit large for them. Yeah? Yeah. How do you do? You feel cramped at all on the bike? No, I don't feel cramped. I feel like a little bit big yeah. because of a small wheel. But, yeah, I feel like pretty good on the bike. Moving on to the cornering, son. We've discussed this a few times, and I kind of – don't agree with you, but hey, you ride the bike. I don't. I'm 170 pounds. You're 95 pounds. How is the cornering on this thing, dude? The cornering feels heavier to like compared to the Cowie. Like the Cowie corners, like really good, but like power, not that good. But like, hold on. So you're saying that it's heavier feeling. So what does that mean? Like, give me an ex- explanation of what it means heavier. So you're saying it's harder to get into a rut? Yeah, it's harder to get into a rut. So like. When you come into a rut at, like, let's say, Milestone, it doesn't really, like, corner as good. Like, sharp? Yeah. It doesn't corner, like, as good as the Cowie. Like, the corner, like, the cornering on the Cowie, it's smooth. Yeah. But you go on to the KTM, it, like, kind of, like, wants to knife a little bit. I think that's something to do with Air Fork, too. I don't, I know you don't really understand it yet, but Spring Fork, the Cowie's a lower-feeling bike. It's smaller. So maybe you can manhandle it. You can corner it better. It might get some front-end traction because the fork is softer and you might be riding up a little bit high in your stroke and your fork because we are going up on air pressure because you're saying you want a more hold up to yeah, hit the jumps. So let's, exp- I told the people on the podcast as well, you're not a jumper. Not really. You don't like- send it. Like you say, you want to send it, which is good, which is fine with me. Right. Cause what yeah. do I always tell you? Don't, if you don't, if you think I can't do it, then don't do it. Right. I always tell my son, look, I'll tell you the truth every time. He'll say, Dad, I think I can jump that. And I will say straight up to Aiden, no, you can't, right? But sometimes I don't listen. Right. You want to do it anyway. But where's the where's all the time made up on the track? Corners. Thank you. You do corners well. Yeah. Chances I... are very high that you'll win races. Now... We have your friends that ride with us that jump bigger things than you, but you rip corners, right? Yeah. How do you want to portray yourself or tell the kids out there what's the most fun thing to do on the track? Like when you leave and we're leaving the track, okay, what is the one thing that you think about throughout the whole day? Like, oh, that that was fun. Like what part of it do you like the most? So fat whips and scrubs. And even on the fat whips are like butt whips? No. 
<laughs> you have butt whips. Why do you always talk? Dude, I whip like. You can't whip. Compared to who? Com- compared to Joe. Aloff? Yeah. You oh cannot whip. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> All right, let's get back onto the KTM 85 because we're going off track. You're talking trash on your dad. <laughs> you don't respect how good your dad can ride a dirt bike. Huh? Mm, just Can I ride a dirt bike? Yes. Okay. But, 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 but you can't whip. Oh, my gosh. Just check the Instagram. At kkeefer120. Check it. There's nah, plenty check, of whips. Check, check the Instagram. At underscore ak71 underscore. People don't like underscores, by the way. They're a pain well, in the butt. Well, well, well I, I tried to change my name, and there was no... I tried to change it to Aiden Kiefer 71 underscore, and that wasn't there. That wasn't available. Mm, all right. What about the brakes in this sucker? The um, brakes. We talked about, or actually I talked about how Brembo's are really strong on my bike, which is the KTM 450 SXF, but your bike comes with formula brakes, and yeah. how do those compare to the other brakes that are on the 85s? The brakes on the KTM, it, they're stronger than most of the other bikes. Like, Can you stop sooner? Yes, I can stop way sooner. So compared... basically you can come into a corner harder, grab them. Yes. And you feel like... I, I feel like they're stronger than, like, let's say the Cali. Like, the Cali, I have to break, like, halfway down the straightaway to make it into the corner. So they're just it. not as strong is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, no, they're not as strong as most of the other bikes. When I rode your bike up the up the street and at the track a couple of times, and that's the first thing I noticed was the front brake was very strong. Yeah. But wasn't grabby. So like let's say my Honda in the shop. Yeah. Very strong but really grabby. So it's nice to have some brakes that are strong that you can come into a corner and really get into the into that corner fast but brake late. And that obviously will drop your lap times and make you a faster rider, right? Yep, like you. Um, Max's tires came stock on this thing. We ran the crap out of them. Then yes, we put the we Dunlops did. on. Tell me the difference between the two. Uh, well, the difference, I felt I had more traction on... Front and rear? Or just front? Or what? Uh, Both. Okay. I wasn't as sliding out in corners as I did in on the Max's tires. Like, the Max's tires... Felt like I was riding like enduro cross, like they were like soft, but and like very squishy. Yeah. Like it felt like I was riding an off-road tire. Yeah. So when I noticed you riding, you were slipping out a little bit in the corners in the front end, and you put these Dunlops on, and I noticed you could get on the gas a little bit sooner. Right. We ride the site the same tracks a lot, and when I watch you, I kind of know where your braking points are and where you're gassing it, and it seems like a little bit more aggressive when you got some new tread on there that was a little bit taller, and we put these on. You notice you're like, holy crap, those knobs are a lot taller than the other ones, right? Yeah. Let's let's talk about that one tire that you and Travis bought me. What oh, was that? The Duro. Oh God. The so Duro. Travis and I were here one day and it was raining and Aiden's tire was looking pretty bad and I felt bad because he had a bald rear tire and, and so I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna go buy him a tire. So I went to the local shop up here and comes to find out that they don't have any Dunlops or Maxis or nothing. They had a Duro. So that's what I got you. And Travis and I played it up like it was the best thing ever. And it was rock hard. I think I ran 11 pounds in that Duro for you. It was so hard. Like It felt like I was riding a rock. <laughs> so AKA Duros, they last a long time. We took it off, man. That thing, uh, that thing was still brand new. Yeah, that thing looked good. And it had at least over 14 hours on it. And all the desert time that we... 
we spent out there when it rained, you know? All right, question for you. Raining in the desert, going to go build a new fresh sand track from our house, or prepped Paula to yourself? Prep Paula to myself. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, because it's Paula. How can you turn down Paula? How can you turn down fresh dirt out in the des? How are you going to turn out fresh dirt out Paula? Fresh ruts. All right, so basically to wrap this sucker up, I don't feel good. Thank you for doing this, by the way. What makes the KTM appealing to you and all these kids listening to this podcast and these parents? Why should they consider a KTM to go buy for their kid if they don't already have one? It's So, like, KTM helps out with a lot of kids and, like... like they have a good amateur support Yeah, program. good amateur support, the Orange Brigade team. But what about the bike? Why do you like that bike so much? It's fast, safe for kids. Um, like suspension. I guess what we can say, and I always tell people this, and I guess I'm trying to help you along because you're a kid, you don't know a whole lot and what the differences are, but there's a box, right? I feel like you can push on this bike and you don't crash as much as you did on other bikes. Yeah, true. You crashed a lot on Yamahas. I did. I broke a couple clutches. And you crashed on the Cowie. It just seemed like there's a, the box of you pushing it. I feel like you can push it a little bit harder on a KTM. Stabilizer. Way better. Stabilizer? Stabilizer. <laughs> KTM's a built-in. Stabilizer. It's, it's, it's stable. stable. It's more stable, not stabilizer. So the KTM, good bike. Aiden likes it. It's been a good bike here for what we've been doing. And it actually lets the kids get faster, you know. And also, Aiden's been growing like a weed, like we said. And it accepts that. And Aiden's getting ready. He's on the cusp of going to a 125, which we will be doing later this summer. We're going to try that out. But to wrap this thing up, Aiden, what makes dirt bikes so fun? I always tell, and you know what I do. I always say hashtag keep kids on dirt bikes. Why Why is dirt bikes, not because I ride them, but why do you like them? I like, them like, I like riding with my buddies. I like riding with you and, like, Matt on the weekend and, like, it's what makes fun. it so appeal? What makes it so fun? Like, like, what's your favorite part about riding? Like, if you rail a rut, and like your dad saw it, he'd be proud of you. Like, like how you see me, like you get proud of me when I do something good. Right. And then we can like, we have that feeling like when you say something like, oh, like that jump over there, like that kicked me like that, and then you can be like, oh, I have the same feeling. So, so like, like relating to yeah, each other on the same stuff. Yeah, relating wise. That's a good point, Aiden, feeling. because. When you're old like me and you have a 13-year-old son, it's hard to relate to certain things in your life. And I guess those things relate to me and you easily because we do the same hobby, right? Yeah. And do you ever sit in school wondering about dirt bikes, thinking about it? I do. Like on Fridays, like I'm always wondering, like, oh, who's going with us tomorrow? Like what track are we going to ride? Like where are we going? Like I just want to ride right now. I want to get out of the school. Let's just go ride now. What about keeping you out of trouble? What about kids doing bad things at school, right? Stupid. And you see that. And what's what's dirt bikes help? How do dirt bikes help you? Because when I was in school, Aiden, all I cared about was going riding, getting up in the morning, going riding. Even when you get into high school, kids are like, hey, let's go party. I didn't want to do that because I wanted to grab my dirt bike. Are there kids like that in school that try to make you do things? You're like, nah, I'm good or what? Yeah, I've had one kid try to make me like, like put some like tooth numbing like on and like made me taste it or something. I was like nah, cause I knew if like if I did that 
and like they got in trouble and got suspended for a while and I knew if I did that and I got suspended I would get in trouble I would have no dirt bikes couldn't do anything over the weekend then I'd be sad because I can't go ride so get your kid involved even though it's a dangerous sport people it's fun keeps the family glued together you can relate to your child just like this Aiden's 13 years old at times just like I said it's a struggle to be a parent I gotta ride your butt all the time right yeah you get in trouble sometimes, right? Yes, I do. I yell at you sometimes, right? Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I know. You don't like it, but you know that you get in trouble because you're doing the wrong thing, and yeah. I'm trying to teach you to do the right thing, right? Yes. Because out of everything that I want for you, what is the number one thing I want you to be? You want me? You don't want me to turn out like all the other kids, like how they're ending up in jail. You want me to be that kid like that has a job, and you want me to make money. You don't want me to be on the streets. I want you to be a good kid and have responsibility. Yeah. Dirt bikes do all that. And respect. And respect. So there you have it. 2019 KTM 85SX Living With Podcast. Aiden is just learning how to test. Of course, he's 13. He doesn't know everything yet. I didn't know anything until I was later. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I try to help him out when I'm at the track. But if you have any questions, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions for Aiden, you can also email me, and I will ask Aiden. Maybe he can answer those for you, right? Maybe. Kids, hit you me up. You see your kids at the, at the track? Help talk to them out. about your bike? I'll help you guys out. There you go. So thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. Maybe later in the week for another podcast, we're going to be doing some top five modifications to each motorcycle. So we're going to be doing that podcast soon. Or head over to pulpmx.com. There's some stuff over there that I write. Or there's some stuff over there over... You know where it's at, keferinktesting.com. I write a lot, don't I? Yeah. I'm 20, on the computer. 24-7 on I'm the on daily. I'm on the computer a lot. It's a lot of work, isn't it? It's not just riding dirt bikes, is it, Aiden? Nope. It's a lot of other stuff that people don't see. You got to you gotta type for like three hours, and then you got to do a podcast. It's like 47 minutes long, and that takes up most of the day, but hey. 47 like, minutes long takes up most of the day. Takes up most of the day. Like, you're on your computer most of the day. Yeah. And, like, got type. Kids, gotta love them. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Say goodbye, Aiden. Bye, Brip.